Donovan Puff Johnson is something of an anomaly. He's about to be a junior at North Carolina, but he's missed 15 games in each of his first two years. What can we expect from a healthy junior Puff Johnson? The summer roster preview series rolls on as Coach Pat Kilby and I unpack it all. You are Locked on Tar Heels, your daily podcast on the UNC Tar Heels. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, it's Wednesday, June 20th, 2022. Welcome into the Locked on Tar Heels podcast, the only daily North Carolina podcast out there. I'm your host, Isaac Shade, and joining me as he does every Wednesday is Coach Pack Kilby. And we want to thank you for making Locked on Tar Heels your first listen or your first watch every single day. Please don't forget that the show is free and available anywhere you get podcasts. So go ahead, subscribe right now. For those of you watching, smash the like button, leave a comment about this man, Puff Johnson. And with that, Pat Kilby, let's get right into it because we got to do this. And then my man is hitting the road tomorrow for Lake Tahoe. I am so jealous of you. You got to get away from this Midwestern heat. My gosh. It's, like it's one miserable. Here in Oklahoma today. So Miserable. Really miserable, hard. miserable. Yeah. Well, hopefully Puff Johnson will be just as hot as the Midwest temps. Nice segue. <laughs> nice transition. Hey, tell us a little bit about our man. Yeah. So Puff, uh, incoming junior, small forward slash power forward. He can play the three and the four. Something I didn't realize, like six foot eight. I didn't realize he was he's that big. A, he's uh, a big dude. He is. So six foot eight, 205 pounds, uh, repping number 14 for the Tar Heels. And then, you know, his social media, Twitter and Instagram, very easy. Puff Johnson 14 on Twitter. And then Instagram is Puff Johnson 5. That's right. Go give him a follow. Love that. <laughs> oh, goodness. So um, let's, let's dive into last year. It's funny because his freshman year, he missed the last 15 games. His sophomore year, Puff missed the first 15 games. And so um, just... Even even though we're going to look at his stats, uh, Pack, before we even dive into that, I mean, it's something of a misnomer. It's hard to know what to really make of it, right? Because the, the stats don't tell the full story of a, of a young man playing a full year in either of his first two. Yeah, he's essentially, the way I kind of look at it, he's more like an incoming sophomore because when you combine his first two seasons, that's pretty much like a full season. Um, but, you know... One thing that's encouraging is when he was fully healthy, especially down the stretch, I think we got the chance to see the real puff and what he can bring to the table. Yeah, and that real puff is someone who Coach Hubert Davis trusts a whole heck of a lot. So, um, Pac, let's just walk through these the stats that we do have for him, and then we'll start to see it at what of that stands out to us. Yeah, so um, games played and – well, these stats are 2021-22, 24 games played, 10.4 minutes per game, a season high of 29 minutes at NC State, which uh, that means we were kicking their tail, so that's all good. <laughs> yes. uh, 3.1 points per game with a season and career high of 16, also against NC State. Good job, Puff. Yes. Uh, one, one Roy Williams would be proud. <laughs> that's exactly right. He would. Yeah. Uh, Rebounds per game, 1.4. Uh, 
uh, career high six versus Kansas in the national championship, which we all know he had a really, really solid national championship game across the board. Uh, 0.3 assists per game. Most he had was two versus Duke. So what I'm seeing is Puff likes to show out against Kansas, Duke, and NC State. That's awesome. right. No problem um, there. So 0.12 turnovers per game. This is one thing I wanted to touch on right here. Yeah, go he's ahead. Had five turnovers, which I know he's been injured some, but throughout his two sure. years, he's only had five turnovers. Puff, that's a big reason why Coach Davis trusts Puff. That's a great point. Man, like he he's not going to hurt you when he's on the floor. And that in itself is a positive. So yeah. something to um, just commend him on. He takes care of the ball and he plays good oh, defensively. Boy. That's yeah. that's huge. Um, four blocks on the season. Uh, one is his career high, one per game. Or, sorry, less than one per game. But uh, season and career high is one. Uh, still seven on the season. Um, also career high is one. Um, plus minus, plus 21 on the season. Plus 13 at Virginia Tech. So um, that definitely was a solid bolster right there for him. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Bottom line is, I mean, Carolina's better when he's on the floor. And so uh, stats kind of point that way. And then one thing I did want to touch on, free throws. I feel like Puff is an excellent free throw shooter, and I've always felt comfortable when he's at the line. And then, you know, looking at his stats, he was 13 of 18 and 72.2% from the free throw line. But it feels like, you know, in Kansas, the Kansas game, he had a couple big free throws down yeah. the stretch. Yep. Um, and Stepped then, in and made those free throws when uh, Baycott went down against – who was that? Was that Duke? Yes. Yep. He he stepped in and made those free throws. And I think he had a couple – if I'm not mistaken, he had a couple down the stretch against Baylor that were really yeah. key also. Yeah. Maybe that's so, the ones I'm thinking of when Baycott fouled out. That might be right. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, he, hey, uh, those of you watching, you're screaming at us right now because you remember what it is. <laughs> Drop a comment. What were Puff's huge free throws? That's right. That's great. Yeah. But no, I, I think you're spot on, Pac. Um, and, and looking at his field goal percentage, he shot 45.8% from the field last year. And so we, we look at his um, three point numbers, and that is low, right? Like under 25%. And those of you who watched or listened to yesterday's show heard me talk about Puff Johnson, DeMarco Dunn. Um, Dontres Styles and Justin McCoy were all 25% or under last year. I really think when you look at Puffs, I'm, I'm right with you. When you look at his free throw numbers and his field goal shooting, uh, it, like his general field goal percentage, you would think that three-point percentage is going to go up. Also, when you look at family heritage <laughs> uh, from Cam, and, and obviously, man, uh, you think there's something there. And so really expect that three-point number to go up. And, and I'm with you on the free throws, too. Not only am I comfortable with him there, I think given his skill set, he's not just a shooter. Let's let's not uh, kid ourselves on that. This is a dude that I think can use his athleticism. As you said, he hangs on to the ball well. Let's get, get to the rim, attack, and get to the free throw line more. Not only that, but then that also causes people to cave in on you and you can kick out when necessary. I would love to see that from Puff. Absolutely, yeah, and I think that's something that uh, we, we'll touch on later, but he's got to add that to his game and yeah. uh, continue to grow that because he can definitely help in that area. Yeah. Pack, I want to go back. You talked about the turnovers, how few of them he has. I, I'm also a little bit surprised as I looked at his stats that his assist numbers aren't higher. Um, just given the type of player that he is, the, the consummate teammate, that kind of stuff, um, I would expect to see a little more out of that. Why do you think it is that his assist numbers aren't higher? 
Well, so I know this is going to sound maybe a little bit odd or a little bit crazy, but I think a big reason why is because he's not a confident or necessarily mm. a skilled ball handler. Mm. And you kind of just touched on it. Um, he's more than, you know, he's not, he's not cam. He's not just a straight shooter. Sure. He's going to have to be able to get to the paint and collapse defenses and find his teammates. But right now he's just not confident enough in his handles that he can do that. And so that's something that he's got to add on to his game is the mm. ability to create, to get himself to the paint so that he can find his teammates. Okay. And I have no doubt that when he does that, he will find them. And uh, he's obviously a very unselfish kid. So um, it's just a part of his game that he's got to, he's got to yeah. just, you know, grow in. And it seems like, I mean, when, when we think about some of the Carolina players that have kind of his build and, and skill set, I think he's a more offensively skilled player than some of these, but guys like Leakey or Theo Pinson, who um, are kind of that three, that taller six, eight ish three that can do so much. Um, and I think there's a lot to be learned from them because they are both such skilled playmakers and distributors that I really think Puff could do that. Yeah, absolutely. I, th- I think so too. I think it's a matter of, you know, like we said, um, he's, he's basically just a sophomore right now in terms of experience. And we started to see him get more and more comfortable as the season went on, certainly in the NCAA tournament. And so um, I think that he's head, definitely headed in that direction. I love it. And we're going to start to unpack a few more of these strengths and weaknesses of Puff and then get even deeper into his game and some things that we're excited to see. But first, I need to tell you a little bit about Built Bar. From the people who invented healthy and tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You've probably tried the amazing Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar, but guess what? Our friends at Built have given the Coconut Brownie Chunk the Puffs Johnson treatment. That's right, the Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar flavor you love in a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. But listen up, folks. Stop drooling and listen to this. They're also good for you. Low calorie, low sugar, high protein, and all delicious. Coconut Brownie Chunk Puffs are only here for a limited time, so go to Built.com right now to make sure you don't miss out. Remember that all Built Bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. The best part is, of course, they taste amazing, but you can enjoy them guilt-free because they're good for you. It's a perfect treat when you have a craving, you need to satisfy your sweet tooth, or whatever it may be. Delicious coconut, rich sweet brownie, creamy marshmallow, stop fantasizing, guilttobuilt.com to order your box of coconut brownie chunk built Puff Johnson right now. And while you're there, use promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your order. Again, that's promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off at built.com. All right, Pac, let's get just right back into Puff Johnson, Puff Built Bars, whatever. What a perfect <laughs> matchup that is today. And and really start to dive into um, his strengths and weaknesses as we've seen them. Again, like like we've been saying a lot already today, um, in, in the limited games that he's been able to play due to injury. And that actually might fall into one of these categories that we talk about. Yeah, so uh, as far as strengths go, uh, defensive ability is is huge. Um, you know, one of the things about Puff is that Coach Davis trusts him, like we talked about. And a, bar, a big reason is because he he plays defense, he plays it well, he plays hard, 
He can guard multiple positions because of his ability. Mm-hmm. Um, we kind of touched on one, another strength, which is his free throw shooting and how we feel comfortable with him at the line. But I'll tell you his biggest strength, he's the consummate teammate. He's he's what I call the heartbeat of the team or the glue mm. guy. He, and the reason is, look, you don't see this hardly anymore, but Puff can play five minutes or he can play 30 minutes. His demeanor and his attitude doesn't change. He's still yeah. the best teammate on the yep. floor. Yep. And guys like that hold your team together because it could easily go another way. Um, and I think about, and listen, I'm not throwing shade, but I think about Dawson Garcia. There seemed to be something there. There was not a happiness with minutes. And that seemed to me like it was becoming a bit of a cancer to the team. And so just what I'm saying is having guys like Puff makes a huge, huge difference. And that is, that is his biggest strength to me, just having a quality teammate in him and just the way that he cares about his team and uh, not about himself. I love that. And folks, keep in mind, when you're hearing this from Pat Kilby, he is a coach. He knows what this means. He knows what kind of glue this has to keep a team together when you have something like Puff Johnson. And it's not just something we're surmising. Like, he talks about exactly what Coach Pack just said. Like, whatever whatever I can do to help this team. And when he says that, he legitimately means it. And that's been backed up time and time, time, and time again. That's great stuff. What, what about the other side of it or, or any other strengths you want to talk about, Pac? Yeah, there is one strength I wanted to mention, and I've actually witnessed this firsthand um, just through my connection with Brady. I have been able to watch them practice and seen some things that maybe other people haven't. Um, Puff is, man, like it kind of goes back to the teammate thing. He's just got a great work ethic. Mm. And I'm a huge believer in this. I don't know how, you know, how the rest of – Tar Heel Nation is, but here's the thing about basketball. Basketball rewards hard work. It rewards Mm. good teammate. It rewards all of these things. And so what I'm saying is Puff's got a lot of good things coming because he Mm. works so stinking hard and he's such a good teammate that the game, it honors those things. And so um, just really, really excited to see what he can do over the next couple of years because he's going to be a special, special player. Um, And then as far as weaknesses go, um, we kind of touched on this earlier, ball handling. I would like to see him be more confident putting the ball on the floor yep. and attacking yep. the rim. Uh, and then three-point shooting. Uh, we've mm. t- we touched on that also. He was 20% from the three-point line, 7 of 35 on the season. A lot of that, I think, had to do with who he was on the floor with sometimes. The floor wasn't quite as spaced as you would have liked it. But Absolutely. here's the deal. Uh, Puff's going to, like I say, he's going to work at it. He's going to have plenty of reps. And I was encouraged the other day, uh, Adam Lucas put out an article, and he talked about uh, a great practice that showed what the 2022-23 team could be. And it started with a shooting workout between Coach Manuel and uh, Puff and Dontrez and talked about how those guys were working so hard to improve their game. And so these weaknesses, I I really believe that they're working hard to, to correct them. Yeah. Or at the very least, mitigate them, right? Like, and that, yeah. And so you love to see that. Okay, so then 
Coach Pat Kilby, turn into Coach Hubert Davis for me, as as we've been doing in these uh, player previews, and yeah. conduct your end of season meeting. Uh, I, I'll be your Puff Johnson. Hey, uh, Coach Davis, what a great season! We almost won that natty. Boy, that was awesome. But uh, I, I'd love to help us get over that hump. What what can I do this off season? What do I need to work on before my junior year? Well, first of all, shoot. Uh, we, you know, that's, that's something that's, it's repetition, it's time, it's hours in the gym. Those are things that have got to be done, uh, to become a better shooter. Um, two, adding the ability to create for others, which is, you know, kind of what we talked about in the weaknesses. We got to develop our ball handling. And then it's not only just developing ball handling, it's in these pickup games, it's taking what you've been working on individually and applying it when you play games. That's how you develop that confidence and say, hey, this is actually working. I'm seeing myself improve in this area. And so yeah. you got to work on it and then uh, display it, you know, in their actual, uh, the actual ability to do it. And then the other thing is get with Jonas Serration, get in the weight room and go from 6'8", 205 to 6'8". 215. Yes, but, I love that. You know, and not, not just a chunky 215, but a, a lean, a fit, a strong 215, because mm-hmm. all that's going to do is allow him to, um, first of all, be better defensively. Yep. It's going to make him where he can guard pretty much one through four, yep. um, but also finishing through contact and just being durable with some of the injuries and things that he's dealt with. Um, being in shape and being stronger can only help that. So, uh, would be a good good thing for Puff to do in the off season. Yeah, man, I, I love to hear that. And <clears throat> when you look at Cam, right? They're this exact same height, and Cam is playing at that five to ten more pounds than Puff has right now. And so uh, between that and between having him to learn like the work ethic of shooting, maybe Cam just is a little more naturally gifted as a shooter. Like sometimes that's just a thing, uh, but certainly he can work learn that work ethic a little more. For, work ethic but, but what else is there talking about and and that'll be great so um peck i have a, a question for you we've talked about the national championship and what a phenomenal showing he had of course uh poor guy ending again in another not necessarily injury but just kind of a, a malady that took him off the court you just can't catch a break but is is that performance that he had probably if not his best top three of his Tar Heel performances, was the national championship game an anomaly for Puff Johnson or a sign of things to come in the year or two ahead? Well, I think it's definitely a sign of things to come. And kind of like we talked about, it's one of those things where he was finally getting comfortable and he was finally Mm. in a place where he was consistently healthy by the end of the season. And gosh, did he step up. And the reason why I don't think it's an anomaly is because he showed he was headed in that direction. Um, yeah. He was big in the Baylor game. He was big in the Duke game. He was big in the Kansas game. So that's multiple games that he's shown up and been you know, a huge piece. And then, of course, the Kansas game was his best one. But I definitely don't think it's one of those things where it's a one and done. I think that he's somebody that's going to be a key contributor time and time again. Boy, love, love, love to hear that. I want, I want to ask you a little more about his brother Cam and how they compare. But first, let me remind all of you out there watching and listening that the NFL stars are going to be coming out soon. You want to know which ones move the betting line the most? 
out right now, Locked On gives you the 50 most valuable players in the NFL from the odds makers at Bet Online. Again, that's available now on Locked On NFL wherever you get podcasts. So, Pac, here here's my question. We're gonna we're gonna pit brother against brother here. <laughs> When we look at Donovan Puff Johnson and we look at his older brother, Cam Johnson, of the Phoenix Suns, can Puff be as productive or more so than Cam was as a college basketball player? Will he grow into the shooter that Cam was or will he continue to contribute more in other and different ways? Gosh, that's um, that's a tricky question. There's a lot to unpack there. Um, so. <laughs> Basically, what I'll say is I think that he can be as effective as Cam, but in different in a different way, a totally okay. different way. Um, I don't think that Puff will ever be the shooter that Cam is or was as a Tar Heel. Um, but I, what I do think that Puff can do that Cam couldn't necessarily, um, or not couldn't, but didn't do as well, is defend. Mm. And so we've kind of talked about this with Leaky before. But yeah. to me, Le- Leaky's worth – 25 points a game because he's holding someone, you know, probably usually 15 to 20 points below their average. Yeah. And then he's adding another five, six, seven points a game. So that's where I see Puff heading is, uh, and maybe better offensively than Leaky, but a good defender that's adding points to our team by taking away from the other team, essentially, is what I'm saying. And so, uh, he does that well. He rebounds better than Cam does, in my opinion. Yep. I think Puff's a, a sneaky good rebounder, especially offensive rebounding. He's yeah. he's really talented there. He has an act for it. Um, and so I think that he can add more in those areas, but he will never be what Cam was. Even though they're brothers, they're just to- they're different. They're different ball players. Yeah, strictly from a shooting standpoint, you mean? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And. And remember, folks, like even with Cam, his his first year was good at Carolina, but just like Puff, he was hurt coming into that year. And then it was his second year at Carolina where he just blew up and had a crazy year. Um, I mean, can we obviously it feels like Puff figures to play a much more prominent role this year, especially assuming he's healthy. But it feels like perhaps this year is kind of the setup to have a monster senior year. Absolutely. Yeah. I think um, not to get too far ahead, but you know, that 23, 24 season, unless we get Armando as a super senior, I kind of foresee that being uh, RJ Davis and Puff Johnson's team, you know? Yeah. And so, yeah. Um, and I think Puff is going to be a really good player for us. And so uh, it's definitely, I think he's setting himself up for his monster season too. Yeah, boy, man, that that'll be an interesting year. Do you think just just quickly with what you said about Leaky and Puff together, and how maybe at at least at this point for both of them they are a little bit limited offensively. Does that does that limit for like you as a coach, where your coaching hat right now? Does that limit how often you can play them together because of needing scoring punch on the floor? Um, yeah, I guess to an extent, mostly because of the way our roster's made up. Okay. Um, you know, it's like, who are you going to play? You know, who are you going to play those guys over if you're playing both of them at the same time? Yeah. It's, you know, it's kind of like they fill in for each other. Um, I guess I could see an instance where, you know, you're looking at like a Baycott, um, Leaky or Slash Puff at the four. 
and then the other one at the three. But, you know, the, the whole offense under Coach Davis is predicated on having a stretch floor, a stretch four, excuse me. Uh, <laughs> a stretch uh, four who stretches the floor. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, so basically what I'm saying is I don't see any way that Puff and Leakey can fulfill that. Um, at least not right now, given yeah. what we know about okay. shooting abilities from either one of them. Now, they might go and improve their game over the summer and just totally sure. prove them wrong. Sure. And I would be all for that because that means Carolina's <laughs> better. But uh, I don't foresee that happening. Cool. And in turn, what I, what I love, going back to our, our comparison of Puff and Cam, regardless of the answer of if he will ever be as good as Cam is, I just love the fact that he has an NBA brother to lean on who's going through this right now, who knows what it takes at the college level, and then who knows what it takes to get to where he is. In fact, there are two Tar Heels right now who have brothers in the NBA in Puff Johnson and Pete Nance, whose brother Larry is in the NBA. And so um, just really neat. In addition to all the Carolina alumni connections, there's all these also um, familial relations in the NBA. And so that is helpful to the Tar Heels as well. Okay. So Pac, let's project ahead to this season a little more specifically. What, what, when we look at the roster, the, the makeup of it, when we look back at how Hubert Davis utilized Puff last year, what do, what do we expect to be his role? Yeah, I expect him to be the first person off the bench. Um, I expect him to be, you know, if I had to guess, I would say somewhere between 15 and 17 minutes per game. Mm. Um, and, you know, he was at, he was a little over 10 last season. Yep. Yep. And all he did down the stretch was prove to Coach Davis that he can be trusted. Yeah. That's all he did for all of us. You know, we, we fell in love with him down the stretch. And so um, basically I, I see extended minutes and I see him being the first person off the bench and instant energy off the bench, to be honest. Yeah. With you. He's yeah. a guy that, come in and provide a little bit of spark for us. And yep. um, that's, yeah, that's where I see him at. Yep. Well, as Roy Williams had always said, coming in and doing things that don't hurt the team. And that phrase has just always stuck with me. And, and I think Puff Johnson, as you said earlier in the show pack, fits that to a T. So yeah, we expect Puff Johnson to be at number six on the depth chart. Of course, barring uh, times when there's maybe foul trouble at a different position, and that would bring maybe Trimble off the bench first or something like that. Okay, when we look at roster change from last year and how that affects Puff Johnson's playing time, um, d departures that affect it, um, I think Brady Manick's departure affects his playing time in in positive manner, as well as Dawson Garcia's. Um, I, I don't think Kerwin's departure really affects him all that much. Maybe Anthony Harris a little bit in a super small lineup, but uh, anything anything else you see there of people who left the roster that would affect his playing time? No, I agree with you there. I mean, losing Brady and uh, Dawson <clears throat> in their own different situations is. Uh, definitely it's a benefit for Puff, I think. Um, yeah. And so, yeah. Okay. What about then on the opposite side of that? What about newcomers coming in, whether it's one of the four freshmen or Pete Nance who will affect his playing time? Yeah. So Pete, I think does eat into it a little bit, but, um, you know, Puff would be probably the first person to tell you he's okay with that because <laughs> he's all about making the team better. And that's right. Um, Pete, Pete gives us a chance to win a national championship. Um, 
I think we had that chance without him, but he just strengthens that chance. And so he's going to cut into Puff's minutes somewhat, but he also is going to make us better. And so I think Puff's on board for that. Yeah, absolutely. Yes, love that. Well, um, one of the things I love that we've been doing in these previews is looking at the floor and the ceiling for all the players. So what do you what do you foresee, Pack, for Puff <laughs> is his floor and his ceiling this season? Yeah, so floor, I mean, I think we kind of saw his floor. He's battling injuries and he's just not able to play. And when he does, he's just not effective because he's never in a rhythm. And so yeah. to yeah. me, that's his floor. And Knock on wood, he's such a good kid. I hope he's not. I know. I, I never you just want it for him. Gosh, you do. Yeah. You really want it for him. You want to root for him. And so, uh, but here's the deal: when he's healthy, his ceiling is really high. Uh, we're looking at him as like a 2023-24 team captain and the anchor yes. to yes. to the defense and somebody that we can really rely on and cling to as a yeah. leader of the Park Hills. Yeah. And so, yeah. um, I think he has a really, really extremely high ceiling. Absolutely. And I love what you just said there, because, you know, so often when we think about Carolina basketball teams, it is the point guard that is the extension of the coaches on the floor. But it just really feels like with what he brings, his IQ, the way he cares about the totality of the game that he, too, at the three or four position could be that that coaching extension on the floor as well. I love what you're seeing there. And so I think we're both on board the same page here. What we're really excited to see for Puff this year is hopefully, hopefully a fully healthy Puff Johnson. And it, because as, as I said at the very outset of the show, he's an anomaly because he missed 15 games his freshman season, missed 15 games last year. And so it, it really is like, who knows? I mean, this kid could come out and be an All-American all of a sudden. And we just as you said, we just don't know what to expect. And um, so I'm really excited to see that mixed with everything you've said about um, the the hard work and time and effort and energy that he puts in that sets such a good example for the rest of his team. Um, Pack, any, as we, as we wrap tonight, any um, just parting words, parting thoughts uh, you've got about Puff? Yeah, I mean, first of all, we're incredibly lucky that we have someone like puff uh, i wanted to touch on it a little bit earlier but i'll do it now yeah you know we talk about puff having a brother in the nba and just the entitlement that could come with that like mm. thinking hey you know my family's elite or look what my brother did here i deserve to be playing more we don't have we don't see that from him and you can even see it from pete a little bit too like obviously wow. pete's gonna play a lot and so and then they have yeah. a really humble personality. And so uh, we, we definitely shouldn't take that for granted as a fan base. What a great young man. But, you know, I also want to touch on the fact that uh, I just happened to be at the national championship game this year. And one of the things that stood out to me after we lost the game was that Puff was one of the ones that was most shook up about it. Yeah. Uh, he seemed like it really affected him. And so I'm really curious. I think he's motivated. I think he's busting his tail this summer. I think he's going to have a huge junior season for us. Yeah, It's that same thing that is said about Hubert Davis so often. Super nice guy, but is a competitor with a with a mean streak when he needs to. I, I In the same way what you said about after the national championship game, I loved after the final four, watching him go right to Cam. And just, I will never forget that moment the two of them shared and just... The, oh man, I'm getting like teared up thinking about it. just the the 
special electricity between the two of them in that moment and just how proud of Puff Cam was. And uh, I just want more of those moments for the Carolina family. I want more of those moments for the Johnson family. Mm, yes, sir. Gosh. Okay, well, Pack, thank you for hanging out with me, unpacking Puff on the night before you go on vacation. What a guy, what a baller. Hope the <laughs> Kilby family has a great trip, man. Thank you, thank you. And thanks to all of you for hanging out with us. As always, that's it for today's episode of Locked on Tar Heels. Thanks again for making it your first listen or your first watch. Please do subscribe, smash the like button, leave some comments on your thoughts on Donovan Puff Johnson. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Heels. You can follow my man Pack at Coach underscore K23. And you can follow me at Isaac Shade. Don't forget to get more on the ACC by making Locked on ACC your second Listen, yeah, we're still in the ACC right now. Host Candace Cooper and the local experts of the conference from Locked On take you across ACC in 30 minutes, five days a week. We want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts for hanging out with us on a Wednesday, talking Carolina, talking Puff Johnson. So on behalf of Coach Pat Kilby and myself, we want to remind you that it is always a great day to be a target. Until tomorrow, peace! <laughs>